How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Nerd Talk, Nerd Talk, talking about Nerd Talk, yeah! Oh, hey there. Welcome to Nerd Talk Plus, our weekly deeper dive into the stories that make this world nerdier. I'm Gregor. He's Brandon. We've done this for a long time, and if you need a backstory, go back to a previous episode, because I'm not going to set it up right now. Hi, Brandon. Hey. Hi. How long have we done this one? This one, this podcast, you and I have, we're on our sixth season of Full 90 Soccer Time. As long as we release one episode each season, it's like, it it maintains it? Okay, cool. It counts. (laughs) We did 12 last season. (laughs) (laughs) For the 30 Um, matches that they played. And this is season two, and I think we did 40 episodes last year. So something like that. And so this is like... Kudos to us. It's pretty It's pretty dope like that. Anyway, uh, neither of us is a scientist, engineer, or supervillain, but if you are, let us know what we get wrong, and perhaps even occasionally what we get right. And let me just tell you, you are in store today for us getting a lot wrong. It's going to be awesome. Last so. week, we asked you to tell us uh, on Twitter, we, we just asked the question of... Um, what you thought of... I mean, we talked at length about what you and I thought about a... Uh, what what first comes to mind when you hear the word centarpede? Mm. Um, and you know you thought of a human centarpede. Um, <laughs> I thought of a, a man with ATM baby a hundred horse legs. Um, <laughs> uh, our buddy Siege. Uh, yeah. We asked the question on Twitter. What do you think of without any of that uh, context? And and Siege says, um, per I think his friend Brooke says for me. A centarpede would be a horse head slash horse body uh, with a hundred little centipede centipede legs. So <laughs> not not a not a person with a hundred horse legs, but a horse with a hundred centipede legs. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I honestly did not understand that, and so I'm really glad that you were able to enlighten me on that. So yeah. uh, it's exciting stuff. I'm really excited for today. Specifically, um, we have a lot of centaur talk coming up in just a few minutes. Um, I do have a very simple question of the week that I want you to think of because I, I come back to it. So okay. uh, the question of the week. How many hearts do centaurs have? Yeah. Is that, something, that, is that something I should know? How many? It's like, is that like a cow has four stomachs? So a centaur has... 69 or, hearts. I think a giraffe <laughs> I think a giraffe has multiple hearts to pump the blood up to the all the, oh, yeah. that long neck, right? Yeah. Something like that? Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, so we'll do some some general nerd talk stuff and then we'll get to centaurs here in just a few is minutes. That, so does that mean like you could like you know how worms I don't know I don't exactly know what like the biology of like an earthworm is, but if you like yeah. cut a worm in half, it can just be two worms now. 
or maybe that was just like something that my mom told me so i didn't feel bad about accidentally cutting a worm in half Uh, yeah i don't think that works Um, i'm pretty sure that like there is something about like they can maybe both sides of the worm can survive for a pretty long time after getting sliced in half why don't you, uh, as Aaron would say in, a, in the comments, why don't you give it a bing Yeah, <laughs> find, and find out for us while I get the first story cooking here. <laughs> I'm just saying, do like, should we cut a giraffe in half and see if each side of it would survive with its individual like, heart? What do you call it when you do a cross-section in oh, half? Oh, yeah, it's or like a like he- hemisect, in half. A hemisect or a, like a hemisect, I think, is like if you were to cut it in half, like at the belt, you yeah. know? The, uh, the Darth Maul, yeah. I right, right. But then like... Uh, I don't know what it's called if you were to like split it in two down the middle. <laughs> yeah, if you go if you make a cross section. Right. Yeah, what is that? If you peel back the giraffe's <laughs> head on each side and John yeah. Travolta's face comes out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I I wouldn't have gone there, but yeah, yeah, I like that. Exactly. Yeah, okay. Now, if we're gonna build some sweet ass moon base for humans to live on up there and do weird moon stuff, one of the things that I hadn't thought of is that you're going to need, like, the infrastructure for stuff to land and take back off again. Sure, it's fine when, like, the Apollo astronauts only have to do it allegedly three or four times or whatever it was when they're down there driving around. But, like, if you're going to have regular people living there and moving, you're going to need a launch pad, something that's reusable. A leading idea for how to do it without having to spend a ton of money shipping stuff up there to build it is to just blast the surface where you want to have the launch pad with microwaves and melt a spot to use. Take the regolith from the you know the, the dust that makes up the moon and just melt it into a glassy surface so that way you can use it over and over again. When I hear microwave, I'm like, how are you going to get all those microwaves up there? I don't know. First, first we're going to launch a rocket full of pizza pockets. Yes. That's exactly where I go with this, actually. Yeah. That's amazing that we both got there. They'd use like a big dish thing to send the rays down from a low orbit and to cook the surface to make it flat and hard and whatever. And you so smooth it out with some machine or something. It's probably. like a, a moon Zamboni, basically. Moon bony, yeah. A moon bony. <laughs> Or a loon bony, I guess. <laughs> a Zamuni. Um, effectively, like you just joked, it would turn the moon into a big hot pocket where it'd be sizzling hot on the outside and still frozen on the inside. The uh, moon is a non-active planetary body, so there's no core that's moving around within there. No magnetism that comes from it, I guess. Um I feel like if you're trying to get stoners to buy in on something, to tell them that we're going to do it the same way you do a Hot Pocket is exactly how to <laughs> how to make this happen. Also tell them that you figure out how to smoke weed in space, and I think they're going to be all right. Yeah. Because that's one of the things you can't do right now. You can't like smoke a joint in space. Uh, not that I would ever do that, as pious as I am, obviously. Yeah, but, of course. Um, because you have such a volatile structure that you're in with all that pure oxygen that if you oh. go light and go lighten your torch to fire yeah. up that you know your bong rips or whatever you're gonna blow up the space station bro and so i uh, see i thought it was because like the astronauts might know that you're smoking weed and it's specifically it's in your lease agreement that you're not allowed to smoke <laughs> within the, and so you just go into the bathroom and then you grab a dryer lint thing and you put it over the the toilet the, roll to wiener sucker yeah <laughs> <laughs> you just blow it through there dude it totally gets rid of the smell bro <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's a pretty good idea as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> but yeah, how rad, dude, to think that like, you know, just before we destroy ourselves here, we'll be close to finishing off a way to get on and off the moon way easier. It's, like, it, it just kind of like when you talk about it, the way that you're talking about it, it kind of sounds like, 
like what a like what Doctor Evil like it sounds like a Doctor Evil plot like what I I'm gonna melt the moon. <laughs> like okay yeah all right like, sweet dude you, you, you go get it with one million dollars yeah huh? <laughs> okay <laughs> what if what if like we yeah we launched the microwave thing up and then like the surface of the moon just starts going pop it's just a bunch of, of like <laughs> we thought this whole time it's made of cheese <laughs> turns out it's corn wait taste it mm, it it's has the juice <laughs> it has the juice yeah. It's cord. Always <laughs> has been. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just I just had never considered that because one of the big problems for being on the moon is that the moon dust, it's really fine and it gets caught to everything with uh, static electricity. And so, like, the astronauts that went down on the moon's surface, when they went back in, like, they brought all the dust in with them and then it would get in their lungs and stuff. And, like, I don't know if they had to spend a lot of time in a helmet or whatever to mm. try and keep it before it filtered out and whatnot. But it was, like... Moon dust is a serious problem, which I had never considered. So, yeah, I mean, it, especially if it's like it's like moon dust that sticks to you. Like, yeah. you, I get frustrated if I have like you know like the little plastic wrap that like is around a deck of cards, like a like a new deck of cards, and you yeah. pull the little tab around it, and then like the top part comes off, and then you slide off the bottom part. Like, if if any of that just gets stuck to your hand because of the static electricity and you like try to just like fling it off of your hand into the trash or just like anything and it just keeps sticking to your hand every time uh like that that makes me and then you do you do the flick yeah yeah get off me man and then because we have mis- misplaced rage that it comes out and like that that time is <laughs> that's worth. exactly what i was thinking is like yeah, all yeah, of a yeah. sudden i go from like just like a little bit annoyed to like i'm going to never play cards again because i'm so i'm gonna hold a grudge against this deck of cards right <laughs> and uh i can't imagine like going into space and being like mm, i'm eating a lunar hot pocket and then you go back into the garage to smoke <laughs> your moon weed and <laughs> And you're just, yeah, and and you're just like covered in this stuff. And you're like, get get off me, man. Uh, Lunar dust has silicate in it, a material commonly found on planetary bodies with volcanic activity. Because it's so, um, because it's so abrasive on the moon, it eats away layers of spacesuit boots. It destroyed the vacuum seals of Apollo sample containers. It's like serious stuff. It'll like definitely do a number on human lungs. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like never, it's not eroding, right? Like you don't have like think about even non-windy places rocks over time erode because of just the current of the air and and the water around them like that's like on the moon doesn't have any of that yeah so it's just spiky spiky spicy rocks <laughs> that's pretty good <laughs> i like that anyway it's just something to consider that's uh it's going to be a thing as we um as we get closer to sending people back to the moon and hopefully on some sort of regular basis. I guess it's probably more hopeful on my part than anything that I want that to happen. It, yeah. I mean, didn't like some, I don't remember who it was. Maybe it was NASA did is like sending a bunch of people to space and it's like they did a contest and it was just kind of normal people who were like all in college or like some of them were college, some of them were scientists. And then like one was Steve Aoki. <laughs> yeah. I think it's, um, isn't it Elon that's sending people around the moon in the okay in yeah the, in like the SpaceX uh like capsule the dragon capsule or whatever 
Yeah. Yeah. So like, I mean, maybe it's a prerequisite because I mean, we, we know we talked, we talked about on the show, like they sent Will Shatner uh, to space and yeah, but not quite. No. Right. Just below. Cause it was on the Virgin Atlantic flight. Right. Uh, yeah. So like maybe it's a prerequisite now it, it's, you know how like um, you have like a, a mascots for teams, right. Um, that, you know, like they are like the celebrity uh, representative of a team, you know, or like a they're like, like that the, crazy thing that's for the hockey team in Philadelphia, whatever right, that thing yeah, is. Gritty, like just, gritty, yeah, right? gritty, yeah. Um, they, uh, I guess, like, is it? It's going to be a, pre- a prerequisite in the future. Is like any capsule that you send to space with a tourist has to have like a celebrity on it. <laughs> it's like, oh, who'd you get? Oh, I got Steve Aoki. <laughs> who'd you get? Oh man, that's pretty sweet. I got Barbara Walters. <laughs> oh, she did. That's oh, even yeah. weirder. <laughs> Just her corpse. <laughs> Wait, I mean she died. Can't we just pick someone else? Nope. No. Nope. We already Sorry. agreed. Sorry. Just like we planned this months ago. Like, Barbara, get away from the window. Gross. <laughs> You're like, oh man, I'm so jealous of my friend. Oh. He got Idris Elba. <laughs> Barbara Walters has leaned up against my P tube. Now how am I supposed to smoke weed? <laughs> Not through the P tube in the first place, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't do that. What are you talking about? <laughs> Steve Aoki has been announced as one of the first uh, to be selected for the Dear Moon primary crew. That's the Japanese tycoon Yusaku Mezawa. Uh, He had a contest to bring up a full crew that will go to the moon and around and back sometime this year is what it says. And I'm like, man, that's that's why you're going to trust Elon to send you to do that. I know it's other people that do it, but like just like I'm just trying to think of like who would be the most disappointing celebrity to get like. It's you. <laughs> no, I'm thinking like I'm thinking like, oh man, I get to go to the moon, but you have to go with Billy Zane. And you're like, okay, I mean, it's not that bad. It's not like it's just he's just a dude, right? Like, yeah, I always think of um poor guy. He's like hurt right now or whatever, and he's evidently some sort of almost hero. But like uh, Jeremy Renner, is that his name? Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. For the Marvel world, I'm like this. We could totally have this whole thing without him. No, that guy. That <laughs> guy like no, I yeah, look. Don't get me wrong. I, I get exactly where you're coming from with that because he's like not the Avenger, you know what yeah. I mean? But he's also uh, he like the reason he's all hurt right now is because he jumped in front. This is the, this is the funny thing. He jumped in front of a snowplow to save yeah. his nephew, but it turns out he was the guy driving the snowplow, so he got <laughs> jumped out of, out of it. it. To jump out. <laughs> yeah. He like oh. sort of hero. <laughs> it's like I'm I'm creating the. He, he's just trying to create the environment in which he could be heroic. <laughs> Like he ties the old lady to the train track, and then when the train's coming, he comes and cuts her free. And like, ha ha! <laughs> Local hero saves Avenge lady this! from. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like it comes out later in the news. It's like, but but that's the thing is the thing always happens where it's like, oh, I can't believe Jeremy Renner. It's like becomes national headline. He saved the life of his of his nephew, and then it's only in like some local news outlet down the road that it's like, <laughs> oh, it turns out he was the guy driving the snowplow. <laughs> He was doing donuts at the time. It was wacky. Uh, to be fair, I it live in a place that gets a lot of snow, and every time I have to uh, blow the snow using my snowblower, uh, it is very difficult to control. It can be very difficult to control, depending on the weight of the snow and stuff like that. So, yeah. Uh, Paul Rudd, you're like, oh, man, his red rocket got Paul Rudd. Oh, that's awesome. We got Siege. <laughs> JK Siege, we love you. <laughs> I would love to go to space with Siege. I would be terrified yeah, to go to space with Siege. 
Yeah, it would be terrifying. Well, no. So they talk about uh, you can't light a you can't light a lighter to smoke weed in your yeah. spaceship. Um, How are you supposed to light a fart? But can't you do cocaine? <laughs> <laughs> it gets everywhere. It's so abrasive. Can, can I just tell you uh, that I I banged it about whether or not a worm can live while being cut in half, and I learned something wild about okay, these let's things. Go. Okay, so if an annelid, so I guess that's the technical term for a worm. Uh, the term worm they said they can regenerate to some degree and in some species you can even end up with two worms great cool the common earthworm however will only regenerate from from one end and so my mind goes to okay so you cut it in half it's like a salamander you cut the tail off and it just grows the tail back right as long as the body is still intact Uh, i I did a lot of research about cutting animals okay um uh the earthworm though will regenerate from one side you would think it was the side that had the brain it's actually the tail side that regenerates the head end always dies as long as the anus is intact the worm lives on <laughs> i can live without the head but come on i need that butthole <laughs> gonna isolate that that's for sure <laughs> So I'd like to apologize in advance for this story. Um, I was reading through other things, and I just kept thinking about going back to it to see, is this worth it or not? But a group of research. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm just playing things that I say over in my head, and I'm like, yeah. Remember the time he made that animal sound effect and it was just awful and incredible? I gotta find that. It was the prize goat. <laughs> eh. <laughs> I'll t- hold on, I'll try and look it up, okay? Let me just let me, let me get after that. <laughs> anyway, the story that I kept thinking back on. A group of researchers from Emory University are looking for test subjects, and I think Gizmodo's headline puts it just wonderfully. Scientists will pay you over four thousand dollars to chug a diarrhea drink. Hopefully it's not the worm whose butthole Brandon is, is chasing after. Uh, tra- $4,000? Yeah. I've done it for free. <laughs> the idea is they're trying to create a vaccine to stop the Shigella, which is like the main nuisance that leads to dysentery, which is like the main way you died in Oregon Trail. Right. They're trying to stop you from pooping your pants to death. And so they've developed this vaccine. And then you have to drink something that would give you five to seven days of terrible, terrible times if you have the placebo. Or for me, it's like eat Panda Express. <laughs> Mark that. And, that. and look, Panda Express, please sponsor the show. Give me money. I will continue to eat there. But I'm just telling you, like three out of five times. <laughs> just double down on that, Brandon. Just keep going. <laughs> for $4,000, though, five days in the bathroom like as long as i got my ipad charger i'm like pretty okay with that but yeah but like okay the question is though is like they give you the if you question get the, of the week <laughs> if you get the placebo they're oh, just boy. like you might die of dysentery <laughs> you might be cured if this vaccine works to be fair in modern countries dysentery is not killing people these right, days okay, it's only okay. in in places that are you know, not not up to the medical standards and grade that we can potentially yeah. be at. Yeah. Uh, so effectively, you're white, so you should be fine, Brandon. I don't. I mean, it is like I mean, realistically, dysentery or or uh, uh, I guess it, it also, it's like it'll be dehydration as well. Um, but it's like the number one killer of uh, of infants, I think, in developing world. Yeah. Right. So 
countries where lack of hygiene uh, or access to clean drinking water and things like that, like that does become a huge issue. They're not just sitting there chugging diarrhea drinks, um, as Gizmodo might say it, but <laughs> like if they're drinking downstream from where some animals are doing their doo-doos, then... <laughs> the downstream is a, is a poor choice of words. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, when you're checking, so actually, I want to know who's. So you're getting paid four thousand dollars to chug the diarrhea drink. Who's getting paid? It causes it. Let's just be clear. You're not. It's not like a cup of diarrhea. Okay, okay that it's makes like, me feel so much better because I was like, who's getting paid to create the diarrhea drink? It's Siege. Okay. <laughs> no one knows who that is. That's my favorite part. We're just like referencing somebody that nobody knows. <laughs> Oh gosh, I, 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 it makes so much more sense because, like, to be honest, only just now when you said it did I realize that they're not chugging diarrhea. Yeah, no, no, there's no amount of money. Right. Also, that's not a thing that kills babies that they drink di- diarrhea and then they're <laughs> <laughs> no, they drink infected water, or bad water, or yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, would you do it? Would you take four grand? Oh, absolutely. Four yeah. grand? Are you kidding me? Like, I mean, I have diarrhea on the regular for free, so. <laughs> give me four grand. Like you said, give me four grand and an iPad. I will do whatever you want. Can I use part of that four grand to buy a PlayStation? Because I'll just, I'll bring the small TV in here. No big deal. <laughs> Let's Perfect. Go. I got a season of Formula One to catch up on. It's, like, it's kind of like when you go to the, uh, not that I do this, um, <laughs> but when you go to the sperm bank and they're like, all right, we're going to give you a magazine and a cup. You're going to spend a few days, <laughs> a few days. You're going to spend a couple minutes in that room. <laughs> minutes, okay. Sure. <laughs> I'm done already. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, you handed me the magazine. <laughs> Sorry, we're going to have to do this tomorrow. <laughs> Is there a place I can get cleaned up? Is that okay? <laughs> You can give me the cup first next time. <laughs> and the show has reached a new low. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. All right, I've recovered, uh, partially, and that brings us to this, uh, this week's topic. We're trying something new this week. We're here to talk about centaurs. Can you tell me right off the bat how many hearts a centaur has? Well, that's the question of the week, right? Question yeah. of the week. Okay. Right. Question of the week is how many hearts does a centaur have? Well, this is interesting. It's a centaur, just to clear it up real quick, is of course a half-human, half-horse hybrid featuring four limbs of an equine and the top half of a person. So it would have two bellies. You got the horse belly and chest, right, and oh. ribs and everything. And then you got the human belly and chest. So I'm saying that you get one horse heart and one human heart. And maybe they battle. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, that's, I, I think that makes sense. So then you have like a horse stomach, but you're not eating horse food. Yeah, horses eat carrots. I eat carrots. Okay. Oh, good point. Very good point. All right, settled. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so to be clear. And this goes back to the pants question that we'll get to, I'm sure, inevitably here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is, like, happy trail up human, okay? Okay. But that's attached on to, like, the shoulder region of the horse. Again, quadruped w- with two arms in addition. Yeah. So, like, yeah, it's a six. I mean, you're an insect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you are. Yeah. You're a centipede. Um, no, so. <laughs> not, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. I just binged it. Uh, good, good, good. How, so I said, how many hearts uh, does a giraffe have? Um, yeah, just, three. Well, yeah. it said that the way that this frontiersin.org, yeah. um, maybe it's frontiersin.org, <laughs> <laughs> how, many, uh, how many hearts do we have? It, this is how it starts, and I feel a little bit attacked by this. And maybe you should as well, because you're the one that gave me this information. <laughs> you surely know that humans and giraffes have just one heart. Like, mm. of all the animals that you could say that I surely know how many hearts it is, giraffes is not what I would think. It's like, you surely yeah. know that humans and gorillas have one heart, as most animals do. But they say giraffes. Octopuses and squids have three hearts. Mm. Worms have five structures called aortic arches. Uh, acting as basic hearts. Um, then there's some animals that have zero hearts, like 
my wife just kidding <laughs> my wife <laughs> my mother-in-law <laughs> no i love both of those people but uh yeah uh i, I feel like a, a septar would have two hearts and like four lungs what does he just have an empty chest cavity yeah, well, that's, like, i mean that's a good fill it up with a centaur gold or something it's not, or something, what? Like, it's not something that you think about but you you would only have one penis <laughs> yeah, because I said happy trail up. Okay? Right, yeah, from the happy trail up. <laughs> but now, at least it's a horse penis. <laughs> well, so I, I recently saw somebody so somebody say that, uh, uh, you know, the the expression, and I don't know how many how much of this we're going to be able to use, uh, but the, <laughs> the expression of being hung like a horse, right? Well, they said in proportion uh, to uh, a horse's size to its body, in proportion to that, a human would only have need to have a four-inch penis. So, yeah. so there's so I got room to grow, baby. <laughs> He's a grower. <laughs> uh, well, centaurs. Um, <laughs> but I don't know how to follow that, so I'm just gonna keep going. Now, they are a mythological creature from Greek mythology specifically. The first mention dates back to around 500 BC, probably just a little bit older than that. That's before. Say the Romans, ooh, not the Romans, the Greeks completed the Parthenon. Yeah, yeah. the Greeks. I got that wrong, sorry. Uh, though they date back to Greek mythology, the Romans also had a translation for it. It was actually where we get the word centaurs from. The Greeks, and I don't speak Greek, so I'm sorry if I don't pronounce this correctly or whatever. I'm going to miss so much of this up. The Greeks called them kintoros. Um, with a K, but that might be pronounced as a C. I don't think it is, though, but whatever. Kentoros. And the Roman translation is centaur, or probably centauros itself there. Um, and so it does. it's not just locked in one mythology. And it actually, I started digging around even more than that, and like a lot of different cultures have a centaur uh, of types. And, and I kind of think I know where that comes from, a little bit more about them. First of all, how did we get centaurs? Any guesses, Brandon? Um, I mean, I, but the obvious route would be the Enumclaw method. Um, <laughs> but Google, <laughs> or maybe don't Google that. I don't know. Yeah, it's up bing to you. it. Don't bing it. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, bing it. <laughs> I, I, but I guess otherwise, it, it seems like it seems like like all in all of the mythological. Uh, stories of how creatures and gods and things like that came mm-hmm. to be. It's always like one of the gods just couldn't keep it in his pants. Yeah, like usually Zeus, and then yeah. like he got mad yeah. at someone else for also not keeping it in their pants, and so he smites them. And yeah, he's like, "Ooh, I'm a horse today," and then all of a sudden has a little baby centaur. So you're super close, but actually 100 percent wrong. Okay, um, a dude to cloud. That's how. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. Well, this has been Centaurs. Thanks for joining us. Uh, this is from this is from the Wikipedia page. Okay. okay. The uh, the Centaurs were usually said to have been born of Ixion and Nephel. Nepheli, maybe Nepheli. Nepheli. Thanks. The Centaurs were usually said to have been born of Ixion and Nepheli. As the story goes, Nepheli was a cloud made into the likeness of Hera in a plot to trick Ixion into revealing his lust for Hera to Zeus. Again, jealousy by Zeus leads to a lot of problems or whatever. But instead, Ixion seduced uh, Nephili, and from that relationship, centaurs were created. That's not a great explanation, but also, careful, that's not rain. (laughs) 
Like all of Seattle being like, I don't use an umbrella. Well, <laughs> like maybe you should. Yeah, well, maybe think again, because you're nasty. Because you might become a centaur. <laughs> yeah, a centaur. <laughs> so anyway, okay, well, let me just go ahead. Let me just uh, let's stick that out there. No problem. <laughs> um, uh, well, so like a couple weeks ago, you asked, um, you asked, uh, what other like what do you call? uh the animal like what do you call these half human half animal hybrids and i don't think that there is like a a categorical term that that covers kind of all of these you know mythological uh creatures right like half half man half horse half uh you know i guess i guess that's the the biggest one I, i i mean i guess is there um you know, uh, like we talked about a griffin, right? Which is half lion, half eagle. Ooh, you there's know. a bunch of them, yeah. Well, so I looked up, um, I looked up animals like centaurs, right? Yeah. And uh, one of them that came up was like was an echidna. Yeah, I'm looking at that. Yeah. But isn't an echidna like an animal that we already know about? Like, isn't a don't like echidnas are like a little, they're like they're like little uh, like anteaters, kind of, right? Oh, like. They're like little the definition hedgehogs. I, the definition I have is half woman, half snake. <laughs> so okay. more like a Medusa or something, I yeah. guess, or I don't know. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I look up echidna, and what comes up is the Tasmanian short-beaked echidna is a subspecies of the short-beaked echidna endemic to Tasmania. That's, that's look like, at you, you're so cute! <laughs> the echidna is from Tasmania, which is a uh, Tasmanian echidna. Thank you, Wikipedia, you dick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, from mythology, yeah, this is what I was thinking. From a mythology, uh, Echidna was a monster, half woman and half snake who lived alone in a cave. Oh, your mother-in-law. So no, I don't know her at all. I'm just I'm just playing into the joke. I'm sorry. Um, oh, so it kind of looks like the first picture that comes up looks like the the Starbucks chick. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, and then married to Typhon, which maybe is Typhoon, and was the mother of many of the most famous monsters of Greek mythology. Whoa. Wow. This is so cool. Kidna was born to a she who was probably meant by Hesiod to be the sea goddess Cedo, making Echidna's likely father the sea god Phorcys. Whoa. Okay, well, you, well, whatever. That's You get, like, the Gorgons. You get, like, the... Uh, uh, Wait, what's the a Gorgon? Mer- a, gorg- a Gorgon. Gorgon. Oh, that's is- the thing from that show, right? Yeah, they were. I think that they were like it's kind of like a Medusa thing, where their hair was snakes, uh, and they uh, were. I don't even. I, I think they were specifically women. I mean, like a lot of. Uh, a lot what is of, a male um, gorgon called? <laughs> snake men. <laughs> snake. snake. <laughs> That's what it's called. Medusa I mean, I, is a gorgon. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, no, I'm curious. So you said, <clears throat> uh, you said that there was a. Uh, there's a lot of mythology around the world of half uh, man, half horse, right? Yeah, um, and I have a good explanation. Coming well, yeah, up so on. I kind of want to hear what your your explanation, your theory is. Okay, let's get there in just a second. What's okay. um? There's another um. There's another thought to how we got centaurs, um, and that is that another version, however, makes them children of Centaurus, a man who mated with the Magnesian mares. So no. you want to talk about <laughs> Enumclaw, like, <laughs> representing Southern yeah. Puget Sound. <laughs> Here we have <laughs> Centaurus. Uh, he was either himself the son of Ixion and Nephili, or of Apollo and the nymph Stib- uh, Stilby. 
So that like that seems like scientifically what you would expect is right. like half dude, half horse, and that's what they would come up with in their you know 500 BC brains or whatever. Right. right. But the origin story is um, like it's thought that the centaurs became myth because of 5G activating the vaccines. Obviously. Yeah, and so um, now after a group of non-steed, like non-horseback riding humans, encountered a nomadic hunt, a nomadic hunting culture, and they'd never seen a human able to ride a horse. Oh, interesting. And so, you know, and then like, lore happens to like if you um, you know if you take the same picture over and over yeah, and over and you yeah. just keep xeroxing it, it gets fuzzy. Well, it's like playing it's like playing telephone, right? Yeah. Like you look at you tell your kids generation that oh we saw a man atop a horse and they tell their kids generation that they saw a man atop a horse and then over yeah. time it becomes fuzzier and fuzzier until there's a, we saw a man who was a horse and then it becomes half man half horse and that's just assuming that it wasn't because they were like um what's the they weren't they were like monet and had bad eyesight right <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah. you're just assuming that like since glasses weren't widely available like there's just some, the person that saw it was like no 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 that was it had four hooves. I could hear it clip clopping, but it was also a man, and it shot an arrow into my neck. What I mean, what if it turns out that centaurs were just like, um, like the ancient equivalent to two kids on top of each other wearing a trench coat? It was like this the torso of a man with really small legs, and then a horse with a really small head. That were like, look, neither of us are going to be accepted as strong men in our cultures. And so. I have a trench coat, so <laughs> <laughs> this wizard gave me his robe. So let's go. <laughs> Yeah, so, and then it starts to make more sense that you see it in other cultures. The Russians have a version, the mm. Welsh have a version, the Indians have a version. Um, all throughout Asia and Europe, there's different versions of this. And it would be like, well, as we learned to become a nomad, as the nomads moved through and were like, you know, stereotyped as vicious hunters or whatever, the Dothraki, for instance, if you're a Game of Thrones fan of Mystical Land, like, as they came through and wreaked havoc with their ability to, like, it would be like somebody landing a helicopter, mm. you know, on an island that hasn't seen other humans before. And right. they'd be like, what the hell is that thing? Yeah. Um, same thing where they just come through and they're just brutally able to kill and be fast about it. And, like, the myth would instantly grow. Do you, do you ever think about... Um so, so like the way that we talk about ancient cultures, right? Like ancient Greece, ancient Rome, um, the mythology that they created, right? Like less less about the, the mythology, but more about like their actual society, their actual technology that existed. We have evidence of from, you know, uh, raiding archaeological sites and, <laughs> and uh, things like that. Like <clears throat> sometimes I think because we are so everything is so well documented now everything about society like, exists on the internet obviously yeah. um but you know like say cata cata catastrophic you know end of times thing happens and uh, everything is buried and lost yeah. and future society uh discovers these things and starts to have to guess what was going on or like maybe the remaining survivors have passed this like mythology what basically becomes mythology because you wouldn't have any way of verifying it other than you know discovering items and things like that and then yeah. it's like I, I always wonder like what are you know if 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 there was no context 
to what we have and there wasn't the internet or something still around to explain it or this shared you know uh consciousness like like the future mythology in the united states will somebody or what used to be the united somebody was like and the people of this area of the world had guns for hands and (laughs) (laughs) you know we're so obsessed like it's like (laughs) it's just it's just interesting to think about like if there weren't context and and i think this is the difference now is i mean not that ancient times didn't record and document the things right but like uh the documentation was lost uh or you know very little of it has been yeah or few few people had the ability to document exactly like, yeah. as opposed to us now where you can just say whatever you want at all the time you can dictate it into your phone yeah, and it you can literally it change you. reality on wikipedia as it happens right or with goggles sure yeah <laughs> like, exactly that too yeah 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 it's um well then all of that like we have this like Maybe what's called a couple hundred years. When was the printing press invented? The seven late seventeen hundreds yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Gutenberg. Um, so like you have from there until like pretty much two thousand ten, where books are the main method for having information, right? Fourteen thirty six was when that was created. Oh, because that's when the first Bibles and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that yeah. makes sense. Okay. Um, that sucks. I'm sorry to get that wrong, but um. Yeah, Gutenberg makes that in the 1400s, and then so between then and just recently, that's the like written history that we have left over, assuming that it doesn't all burn or fall apart because it's made on crappy material or whatever. Like, because if the AWS servers, uh, if the machines just switch them off because they're going to overthrow us and they don't want us to have the information, like how much of that information that we generate all the time now is like easy to delete? Yeah, like the, if the cloud doesn't exist anymore, how much of that is gone? Or you just do like in the land of siege, where you legislate out the reality that you don't want to continue. Yeah, into like the people of color, right, right, right. or yeah, just That's people of color, or uh, yeah, of course, uh, or gay people, or anything, right? Like you just say we don't want anybody learning about that, so then it becomes lost to time, right? If if that were to become the norm, you know, more culturally or universally, right? Yeah. Well, that's the that's where our culture is heading right now. But but at least around the world, there's still record of it existing. Yeah. There's still that information is easily accessible in most places. I'm just like I want to know what they believe our mythology was. It's like the they look back and they're like, yeah, uh, they had a, a half man, half gun, and they had a uh... his name was Megatron. <laughs> And he was the third <laughs> dictator of the of the ancient times. Uh, and their their savior was this man named Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> I'm reading this book right now by Adrian Tchaikovsky called mm-hmm. Children of Time, I think it's called. Yeah, 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 we talked about it. And that. yeah, yeah, and it's um it's fascinating because the people that are in space they're like on a life ship with all the rest of the humans on it. It's like a half a million people and that's everybody pretty much. And they've just gotten to somewhere else that the humans had reached before the great war that led to a ice age. And then they, like, over a thousand years rebuilt themselves. And then they went back to space again. And they found the people that had already gone out the first time. And the people that went out the first time were way smarter. Mm. And so it's just it's just fascinating. to And they're like, they're like, well, we don't know how to speak that language. And it's humans still. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, yeah, but we just don't have that information because of the Ice Age. We just lost it. 
it's it's like it's like what we talked about before about like if you, how much would you pay to to live in or to to visit the year I think what do we say twenty one hundred or something like yeah, that yeah and and like what if you showed up and they spoke a completely different language right yeah or it's what like, if you showed up and there was nothing there and it was yeah. just like the whole earth was covered in lava because a rock hit it at too high a speed and so you right. just materialize in twenty one hundred fall into the lava game over <laughs> that would be so awesome There's if a, I have to go that's how it's got I be. read a re- I mean you just want to die in lava even now um, yeah for sure <clears throat> I read a, a so these these sci-fi um, series, it, it, like they're like not great <laughs> books, but <laughs> okay. I basically the premise was that, that that punishment for crime becomes that you get sent back to um, ba- an alternate universe, but you get sent back into time where uh, you're you're sent back to like the Jurassic period or the Mesozoic period, or you're sent back to these times where like you're you commit a crime, you're like you're not killed, but you're sent to a time where you likely won't survive for very long, right? Well, especially if the nitrogen levels were higher and you're right, right. You can't convert it into, but into what's, breathable. What's funny is that they say like we can't control where on the Earth you end up, right? Like we we can't control like the location, and so like the one of the characters gets sent back, and he is sent back, and he just like lands above the water. Because the Earth is set, like, you're more likely to end up on the ocean than you are on, like, you know, Hawaii. Yeah, when stuff was more like Pangea or whatever, it was like there was... You ever ever Googled the, like, the Pacific Ocean and then pulled back far enough where all you see is ocean and you don't see any continents? When you're in, um, if you, you know, if you are fortunate enough to be able to go to Hawaii or any of like the Pacific islands and you're out there and then you start to realize like if, if something, I mean, we were there and, and, um, yeah, I was just thinking, I was like, if something catastrophic happened on the mainland United States, we would be safe here. But how until we ran like, out of stuff, <laughs> but until we ran out of stuff, like where would we go? You yeah. know, uh, like how would we leave, <laughs> right? And yeah. uh, and we were on a uh, not one of the more populated islands out there, and and it was it's even more apparent when you're there, just like how remote it is. You know, it's like one thing to look off the horizon, but yeah, you're right. Like when you when you scale out on Google Maps and you're like, or oh, sorry, on Bing Maps, yeah, yeah uh, <laughs> where you are is just like. Oh my gosh! Like I can't, I can't even float a boat far enough to get to other land. You know, you ever see some of those Pacific waves, man? No, thank you. Yeah, that would be terrible. The English poet Robert Graves speculated that the centaurs were a dimly remembered pre-Hellenic fraternal Earth cult. Pre-Hellenic means that last age of the Greeks when they like were really at their peak. Um, if it was like the classical period before that or the archaic period before that, it was like they existed somewhere in there, which, which the numbers add up with like kind of that 500 BC era. So if they were, they're just a misremembered pre-Hellenic fraternal earth cult who had the horse as a totem. Mm. Um, the Greeks first phase was the archaic, archaic times when they were first assembling and the lore dates back to then. So it could maybe bridge into the classical era, as I was saying, um, that doesn't seem for some reason that doesn't scratch the itch as well for me as like somebody misremembering something or misseeing something that is like also like frightening to them like a man on a horse shooting at them with an arrow well because isn't the idea and like maybe you maybe you looked into this because you're the one that's done all the research for the show but um maybe isn't there a thing where like centaurs so like you look back in 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 um in at like art and and sculptures and things Mm -hmm. like that where 
men like the like, like sculpture of David, right? Like mm-hmm. who's depicted with a tiny wang. <laughs> and it's because normal being, wang. Sorry, normal, <laughs> normal. He was <laughs> he was hung like a pony. <laughs> but uh, the, it was because it, it was seen to have a, a a big old wiener was seen as uh barbaric or animalistic, right? And so if you had a small penis, it meant that you were smarter or that you're you you were more brilliant and so isn't it also didn't they also picture centaurs were seen as like barbaric and wild and like sexual like they would come into town and steal women to them in the woods um i think you're referring to harry potter (laughs) no no i i feel like it (laughs) there was i did not see potter and i know because i checked (laughs) You also didn't see any trans uh, centaurs because she is against that. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's they're chaos, right? Yeah. It's it's a um, it's uh, it's a warring creature that is remembered as being brutalistic. Um, but it also depends on, I guess, where you probably um, probably where you come across it. Oh, I, here's something I just came across. Speaking of it, a centaur holding a bow is referred to as a. Botar. Bowflex. <laughs> Bowflex. Okay. <laughs> a Sagittarius. Oh, okay. That's pretty cool. I had no idea yeah. about that. Yeah. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Yeah, they're all over classical, medieval, and modern-day literature, um, yeah. from the uh, Chronicles of Narnia to dating way back to like a zillion years ago with Anthony the Great and the um, stories about Alexandria and all these things like from the ancient Egyptian times and whatnot. So, and they're in uh, they're Mycenaean art, and you see them depicted in reliefs, and they they. 
they're frequent in not not I guess they're probably not as frequent as other things or whatever, but they are um you can find them throughout time. Right. They had an enemy, the centaurs did, and I find this to be odd, but it kinda makes sense. Uh, glue um, factories. <laughs> it was definitely the glue factory in Tacoma. IKEA. <laughs> <laughs> The centaurs are best known for their fight with the Lapiths, who, according to one origin myth, would have been cousins to the centaurs, possibly by Ixion, um, like one of his other children, I believe, is what I read. And so, but those children were human, and so the centaurs were fighting a human species. Oh, yeah, Lapiths um, were just like people. Yeah, just a group like, of legendary know, people in Greek mythology who lived in Thessaly. Yeah. And so, um, but they're descendants of Ixion, I guess. Okay. Yeah. You know, in myth or whatever. Right, right, right. So um, then we asked this question, uh, I don't know, um, a couple weeks ago. Almost all reference centaurs are male. However, there are occasional depictions of females called centaurides or centaurides. I can't, I don't know how you would, I think it's centaurides. Centaurides seems right. Or centaurides. Yeah. Basically means women of the centaurs is what it is, and um, yeah, they don't—they're not totally missing, but they're also infrequently referenced. Like one might be the wife of one of the classic centaurs. There's about sixty of them mentioned throughout mythology, um, and you can like you could just go to the Wikipedia to see a long list of all of them. But they're brought up like frequently through—not frequently, but like regularly is the right word yeah over the course of time and so um yeah it's not now again also you're talking about like the archaic times of the greeks were like hundreds of years long and so like if you think about how far along we've come in a couple hundred years to still be talking about centaurs is pretty dope so i mean here we are still thousands of years later talking about it so i, I mean it's like I, I, it's something about the i like i i don't know i mean like humans have always had like an obsession with horses, right? Yeah. Some more than others, apparently. Um, and uh, and so it so I, I it makes sense that like something like a centaur would kind of permeate culture, yeah, even today, right? Well, and it's just it's just like that idea of like it's magic. It's a magic creature that yeah, you're yeah. combining. Now, yeah. see, like if I was creating myth, <laughs> yeah, back of in course. the day. Fanfic, have, would, it's fanfic now, but yeah, sure, it's called fanfic now. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, you know that's a that's a nice way of like this, this. Centaurs were just Greek fan fiction. Uh, Darth Vader <laughs> erected his red rocket lightsaber. <laughs> this guy was just like uh, sitting in his like hut in I don't know in Greece and was like, oh yeah, and then like uh, My Little Pony. And, and this guy got together, and now the cent- and that's where centaurs came from. Excuse me, they say they say mounted one another. <laughs> they mounted each other. <laughs> it's like uh, like those two uh, simian monkeys through a nine millimeter hole. <laughs> uh, but like, uh, yeah, I, I I don't know if I would have gone for. Now, now look, I grew up in in a, a somewhat rural, but definitely more suburban area. But there were there were pastures and things like that around and so you saw horses and llamas and alpacas and all sorts of stuff uh, where i lived right and um i still don't know if like if i were creating the mythology now if i would have gone for a half half man half horse i still think i would have gone for like yeah you have half man though. half bear pig 
Yeah, yeah, you would have been like, tri- like robot, ro- like jet. You would right. have had like Starscream. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's what yeah. we have to work with. Yeah, yeah. If I was gonna go with an animal, though, I think I'd go like man, half man, half bear, half man, half half man, half bear pig, half uh, <laughs> half man, half uh, like turtle. <laughs> I don't know something cool. I love giraffes, and my friend Maggie uh, coined the term: if you take a Pegasus and uh, a giraffe and give it wings, you get a giraffesis. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what, that's where I would go, like some yeah. sort of flying, like yeah, flying giraffe monster would be uh, flying so giraffe. Awesome. Just it's like basically makes... a, a dragon, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like we used super to call long neck. Yeah, we used wings. to call drag uh, uh, dragons. We used to call giraffes uh, earth dragons, like, <laughs> incapable of flight, but they've got all the other parts that you need or whatever. They don't need the long tail for balance anymore. <laughs> they so breathe that... fire. That 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 tracks. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right. Finally, with the um, with the centaurs, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that lunar dust. No, that's the different thing. Uh, finally, with the centaurs, when people are referencing centaurs, there's three other things that commonly come up according to Wikipedia that sent me this far. The minotaur, which is oh. the back bull legs. This one's more like Darth Maul with a bull head. Like it's right. got like different legs than it does post lightsaber Darth Maul. It's got like it's got like like the bull legs like the rear legs of the bull the body yeah. of a man and then the head of a bull yeah yeah but exactly. like the body of like a big boy yeah 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 like a brock lesnar with uh right. with oh. half brock lesnar half yeah half um, bull <laughs> so just brock lesnar <laughs> from north dakota yeah <laughs> uh yeah that and um what were the other things that came up the satyr i don't know what that is no oh, sa- a- that's the what i was trying to think of satyrs like half man half goat whoa this thing has a giant erection yeah so- yeah so the satyrs were seen as like a, a um fertility like a fertility creature and like they were like uh that's like why this playing a flute. You're do you ever cute. watch you ever watch the hercules like the animated hercules where danny nah. devito plays the the satyr he's the voice nah. of the satyr and nah. um Oh gosh, I hope I got that right. I think it was Danny DeVito because they like <laughs> definitely went for the likeness of Danny DeVito. Um, but he's just like, yeah, he's like uh, horny all the time. But he plays a flute. That's pretty neat. Like, yeah, you know. Oh, there's a giant. He must be a beast according to their standards because my god, that's like. Pan. Oh my god, that's inappropriate. Wow. Oh, there's a lady one. No, that might actually be a Phil Philoctetes. Uh, is a satyr and Hercules trainer. Please tell me it was played by Danny DeVito. Thank goodness. Okay, <laughs> clear. And then the other one uh, that comes up a lot with this is from Greek and Roman mythology: the harpy, the half-human, half-bird personification of storm winds. And the harpies, I remember there being a famous story about three harpies versus somebody or other, and I can't remember it at all. I think, all, it, was a, I think it was the fact that I went a, to school for classical art and architecture. <laughs> the thing that you and I both got 100% in uh, Greek mythology in college. <laughs> uh, I think it was a it was a, one of the stories from um, Odysseus's uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. That's, that's got to be. Yeah. That's got to be. I, that okay. show I was telling you about earlier, the, the uh, What We Do in the Shadows, there's a yeah. very funny they, they weave in a lot of um other mythology and about Steve like Aoki. uh yeah like about Steve Aoki going to space uh they bring <laughs> in um werewolves and and uh but then they also bring in like a harpy uh because they go sailing and they end up on an island and then there's a harpy that drew them there but it's just like she's just like a bird she's a lady with bird legs <laughs> she just throws up food <laughs> she's very disgusting uh what 
what family are werewolves from? Uh, like what are they like lupines or something? Oh like? sure, yeah, yeah. Werewolf lupine is that Lupus. what it is? Lupines, yeah. The lupine has blue and white flat and what? <laughs> that's a flower? No, 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 no. I don't think that's what I'm asking. Loop, because uh, like Lupin, Lupin was like the professor in Harry Potter. Lupine comes from lupus, Latin for wolf. Yeah, okay. yeah, lupus. Wow, my friend's mom had lupus. She did not turn into a werewolf. Oh, bummer. Yeah, bummer, but right? That- she had like a way worse time than that. That was too bad. Anyway. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, let's end on a positive note. Now we don't. <laughs> I don't really have anything positive to end on. All right. What did we learn this week, Brandon? <laughs> Gregor, what did you learn this week? Uh, why don't you go first? Okay. Uh, I learned that you apparently want to smoke your space weed through a pee hole. <laughs> With okay. Steve Aoki? Steve Aoki's pee hole. <laughs> no, no. Not his pee hole. His pee hole. I think I should change that to tube. Let's just go ahead and make that. Yeah, pee tube. P tube. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I guess that's better. I learned that uh, I'm better at improv fanfic than Brandon. Ouch. I, no, no, I, I mean, hey, I just I just kept coming up with the words that you needed that made it more interesting. I think that you could write better than I can, but it's uh, in the moment there. Yeah. yeah. What else did you learn this week? Um, I learned <laughs> that I don't remember. Like, uh, I learned that at least it's a horse penis. <laughs> like, that's what you get if you're going to be a if you're going to be a centaur. You know, <laughs> you get like the the good parts of the human and I guess the good parts of being a horse. But does it also mean that you just like pee like a fire hose? You ever seen a horse pee? Oh yeah, but they just got a lot more to come out. Like right. I, I've seen my five-year-old pee, and he can pee like that. Like dude, it's like, like yeah. So do you have a horse bladder? Yeah, but you also have a man bladder, right? Yeah. Oh man, like you have man lungs, but you also have. So does horse your top lungs? half take a dump into your bottom half, and then the bottom half kicks it out? <laughs> so I think your your human centaur peed actually carries a lot of weight here. <laughs> Nerd talk, nerd talk, talking about nerd talk, yeah! Well, I don't know if I should thank you or apologize or what, but thanks for joining us for Nerd Talk Plus. We do this every Tuesday morning on the Odyssey app at 10 a.m. or available as a download from the Odyssey app or whatever your podcast provider of choice is. Uh, I'm Gregor, he's Brandon, thanks. Do you think that when we do the episode about cricket, there will be as much debauchery? Of course. Okay, good. Probably less horse but like... (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Where do you think they get those bats? Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. 
The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.